and that the deal I had struck with him was venal and binding. He raised his head, the consistent wind that battled the onward rushing of the train, pulling at the brim of his hat like a miniature tornado, his eyes almost squeezed shut with nothing showing but the stained, walnut-colored irises glinting black in the half-light. I looked down at the letter lying on the center console. The postmark was from a week ago, and the return address was Gillette in the Iron Horse subdivision which was located on the other side of the rumbling coal cars. Gillette was in Campbell County, technically out of my jurisdiction as the Absaroka County Sheriff. My daughter was having a baby in a matter of days, and I was supposed to be visiting her in Philadelphia. Instead, I was here, helping Lucian resolve his debt to a dead man. A barely audible whine keened from the back seat, and I reached around and ruffled the fur behind Dog's ears. The combination St. Bernard-slash-German-shepherd-slash-dire-wolf glanced at Lucian. The brim of my mentor's hat was pressed against the crown of his forehead, making it seem as if he was galloping at high speed like some soul-damned ghost-rider in the sky. I thought about how easy it would be to just throw the big three-quarter ton into reverse and back out turn around and take Route 1416 back up to the Gillette Airport to jump on a plane. But they likely wouldn't allow dogs, so that was out. Wondering what it was I was doing here, other than playing the role of chauffeur, I leaned back into my leather seat and felt the pressure of my Colt 1911. Maybe they'll have this talk and then we'll turn around and go home. I looked at Dog again, but he didn't seem convinced. Turning back and watching the old sheriff stare at the train, I sighed. Yep, me neither. Pulling the collar of my sheepskin coat a little tighter and cranking my hat down so that it didn't follow the train to Oregon, I pulled the handle on my door and slid my boots to the gravel surface. I crunched around to the front of the bullet to lean on the grill guard with him. I spoke loudly in the field voice my father had never let me use in the house just to be heard above the endless procession of open cars and the bells that hammered their warning. They still do. He studied me with a clenched eyeball and said nothing, puffing on his pipe like he was pulling the mile of coal himself. Fine bodies in the hopper cars. The ass end of the train went by, another disappointment in that it was not a caboose, but rather another set of locomotives helping to push from the rear and I got that familiar feeling I always did whenever a train passed, that I should be on it, but it was going the wrong way. Suddenly the bony arms of the crossing gates rose, and the incessant clanging stopped. We listened to the wind for a while, and then the old man beat his pipe empty on the hard surface of the grill guard, unintentionally repeating the coda of the klaxons. Hard times! With this singular pronouncement, he turned and climbed back in, leaving me watching the skies peeled back in folds of gray, darker and darker to the horizon. He honked the horn behind me. Flakes were streaking in the wind like bad reception as we pulled up to the house, an unassuming one, one that you'd drive right by, thinking that there must be happy people inside, at least that's the way I like to think. We both sat there, dreading what was coming. He cleared his throat and started to say something. What? 
gazing out the side window at a deflated Santa Claus that looked as if it might have over-imbibed in holiday festivities, he grumbled, Boom or bust. What? Oil, natural gas, and coal. You used to have bumper stickers over here that read Campbell County. Give us one more boom and we won't screw it up. He continued to study the Santa, looking even more like it might have arrived in the bottom of a train car. Used to see a woman here back in the day. Used to drive over here on Sundays. She lived alone in his big old house and had money. Used to like spending it on me. Never saw her out on the town, never mentioned other men, never bothered me calling or anything like that, and was always glad to see me. Whenever we got together, we'd end up in motels over in Rapid or up in Billings. We'd mix drinks in his big champagne gold 62 Cadillac she had. Whatever happened to her? He stayed like that for a moment, not moving, and then nodded.